Welcome to the Conversations with Anna podcast. My name is Dr. Anna Stump, the Golden Ticket Professor, a self-proclaimed edutainer. I'm a former business executive turned high school teacher turned college professor. And in the past three decades of that transition, I have spent time with several generations. And with that as my foundation, I have some stories to tell. In each episode, you'll hear stories or interviews that will help you focus on your own truth. I want you to feel accepted, motivated, supported, and then I want you to be able to take what you know about yourself and your truth, go out into this big old world we live in and apply that so you can move forward with a strategy for a more authentic life. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to a conversation with Anna. It's early in the day, so much I want to do. I dedicate today to breaking rules. I'm gonna stick to a strategy. I'm gonna find out exactly what I'm made of. Is there really something wrong with just smiling the whole day long? Welcome back, you guys. This is our 20th conversation. If you have been with me this whole time, thank you. If not, I'll wait for you to catch back up. Don't worry. So I have had an incredible time um, since April doing these conversations every week and kind of thinking about what would be beneficial. And what's great about having 19 of these done now is I start having correspondence with people or um, friends or sometimes my own household will say things like, oh, I wish this or you should talk about that or you should do this or you should do that. People are actually starting to figure out what can be an extension of my whole golden ticket process. The golden ticket, of course, being for you to know yourself, accept yourself, love yourself, and then go out and share all of your gifts with the world. So today, we're going to kind of focus on that last bit a little bit. Because I had obviously a couple episodes ago on episode 18, when Jay was on and talking about the Gen Z career guide and the process that he does and how important it is for those young high school students to figure out how they're wired, what they want to do, figure out their passion, and then how much clarity they have finishing out high school and then figuring out what goes on afterwards. And I had a lot of people kind of like I also said to Jay, it would be great if you could figure out how to do that for adults. Um, Because I do feel like there are so many adults that struggle with that. And I see that more and more teaching at the collegiate and graduate level. And I think that would be important to talk about. So that's going to be kind of what our conversation is about today is the number of us who say things about finding their passion, or I don't know what to do with my life. I think that comes in waves. And I just look back over the timeline of my life trying to figure out like what I'm passionate about, I think that we've all pretty much seen enough evidence that we can say like, don't chase the money. Um, the get rich quick schemes or the things for side hustles or, you know, whatever those things are, if you're doing it just for the money, it's really probably not going to work out well. I hope we've all figured that lesson out. It's very enticing sometimes. You know, I remember, and I've been really open on these conversations about my infertility issues, but I started selling Pampered Chef back in like 2000. 
four and five simply because I needed something to do with my time and my brain that was not my job because I did not want to give any more to that necessarily. And I just needed an outlet so I could get my mind off of the constant worrying and catastrophizing and, you know, parsing apart all of this ugly reality that I was going through. So that wasn't even necessarily like my passion. It was super fun. I got a lot of really good products, but, and I got to hang out with people and, you know, it's back when you'd go to somebody's house and it was like social and it was fun and it was easy and it was a thing. So, you know, I mean, those things come and go. I wouldn't have called that a passion, but it was the right thing in my life at the time. There are other people who get into it you know, for an extra 25 bucks or some free product, end up making that like a major career. So whatever fits, right? It's it's a different time in your life. It's a lot of those different things. But I think what I really want to focus in on today and spend some time on is when people say, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what to do. And I think it's important to understand that those moments happen throughout your timeline of life. This is not what happens when you graduate from a school or you get to a certain place or, you know, this is a constant nagging feeling for lots of reasons. You change. The world changes. I'm telling you, with the disruption and things that are happening as a result of this pandemic and the access to things and the recalibration of priorities or what work looks like or access to opportunities, it's all going to look different. So even if you're solid and you are living in a place where you are at your really healthy self-awareness, self-acceptance, and you are in touch with, you know, your passions, or, you know, maybe you have a career or lifestyle that works for you, the external environment is going to change to the point you kind of want to still be aware of those things. So Why do some people find it really easy to know what they want to do and others have like no clue? And I'm talking about people from high school age up to like people in retirement also grapple with these things. And honestly, I know I'm a little biased, but I think the answer is very simple. I think that these people are very much living in their best truth with themselves. I think they are open to new experiences. And that word right there, experiences, are the keys. Because when people are super confident that they're doing what they were meant to do, or they're they're passionate about what they're doing, it's because they've had enough experiences with that and outside of it to have the perspective to know that this is my jam, right? Like this is my thing. I'm very good at this. And if I'm good at it, then eventually I will fall into a culture, an organization, a situation where I can do this for the amount of money that makes sense, provide the lifestyle that I want, whether it's quality of life, quantity of time, income, job security, mobility, upward, you know, future with an organization, whatever that is, whatever you value, whatever you need at that time. But when you ask people how they got confident, it's usually because they have taken chances, experienced some things, and not all experience is positive. Like you don't just walk into something and have it work. Even if things don't work, that's really good because you've tested yourself, you had the courage to go after something. And there was a lesson there. So that type of bravery 
to take those chances and risks comes from that place in your in your truth, right? That comes from feeling confident that you're worth the risk and that it will be okay if you don't make it and what you will learn from that. So I think that that's really important. Think about how do you discover or uncover your passions. Again, you have to really think about this is internally with you. These are what you're passionate about is going to be what you derive happiness from that aligns with your values that is in tune with your skill set. But you also have to derive your own self motivation from that. And it has that all has to be strong enough to overcome your fears. So you have to figure out like what motivates you? What makes you happy? What's gonna feel like good and rewarding and not feel like work? Uh, Don't get me wrong. No, very few people wake up in the morning and run to work, skipping and hopping and jumping and having a good time. As much as I love my job, it's still a job. That is still work. I still have to deliver results. I still have to be held accountable. I still have frustrations. I still, you know, it's, it's, but it's really, I can tell you right now, a job that's a better fit for me than ones I've had in a long time. A lot of that is the culture and the people that I work with. And I was able to detect that in my interview a lot earlier at my age with my level of experience than I would have been 20 years ago. And it's also just a very good fit. So in terms of jobs, sometimes they feel a little less like work, which is kind of what you're going for. But you really want something that taps into and challenges you in the right way, not the things that drain you. There's a difference. You want to do things that make you feel like you're contributing, if that's important to you, or things that make you feel, you know, useful. Those are the things that I get out of my current job that I could not find in other places. I feel like I'm a much better fit in this culture, in this program, the things that I get to do, um, our service I believe in. There's a lot that goes into that. And really, people just said, hey, we hired you because you're super experienced And now we're going to get out of your way and let you do your job. That's what I've been needing. I do not need to be micromanaged. And unfortunately, my passion of teaching, the way that evolves, you end up with a lot of people who micromanage because they're not, they've been put into roles maybe they're not ready for. That's never been a good fit for me. So those are things that, you know, I found my passion, but I still had to find a way to do my passion that fit into my lifestyle. I had to fit it into things that were important to me with the people that I was teaching around, the way that I was teaching the courses, a lot of that, right? So just figuring this all out is one thing, but really trying to figure out, are you really trying to find your passion? Like, are you trying to discover it or are you trying to uncover it? Because your purposes, your desires, your skills, those things are already within you. And letting them out is really hard if you're not ready. Letting them out is really hard if you haven't done that yet. That's where that experience comes in. If you have experience doing that, then letting them out is just become your way of functioning. But if it's hard for some people, but it is super necessary. You have to say, I already have these things within me. I need to uncover my purpose, uncover my passion. I need to like expose that and share it with the world. So understanding that that is a journey and not a destination, that is not something that you're going to push a button 
or do any of those things. That's why you just don't meet with a career coach once, right? So it's why you don't just take, you know, one assessment at the career center in college and or in high school and have it all figured out. But if you really, truly uncover these desires that you have and those things, if you get a baseline for that, then as your life changes, because if you've listened to my episode zero, you remember my two best years at Walmart was when I was in training and development. And the other eight years, I derived a massive amount of personal joy from teaching and training and developing people. Well, when my lifestyle changed, when Kevin and I got married and we were ready to settle down, I I thought to myself, how do I get more of that? How do I get more where I can teach and train and develop people, but have the lifestyle I want? So I did leave retail management and went into the high school classroom, but everything about that purpose, everything about what was in me and that I was looking at as an outcome just transferred from one venue to another. That's the real power here of figuring out where this is coming from and why you're doing something. We talk about that why a lot. And if your why is solid, then the application of that can be just as rocky and tumultuous and ever-changing as you need it to be to fit your lifestyle or to fit a pre-COVID world or a post-COVID world or a good economy or a bad economy or whatever that might look like. So figure out what motivates you. What makes you want to get up and do things? What keeps you going? And you know what? I've said this before. It could be money. It could be your family. That's a lot to put on them. And I've I've said that on this podcast before too. Like I can't say, oh, I, I work hard for my family. Because honestly, that isn't true. I think that that's, I do work hard to provide, you know, financial and security type things. But I also work hard because it makes me a better version of myself to be working hard at something that makes me better, that is a true fit for me. If I come home every day from work and have to recover from my day because I'm so miserable or I'm so drained, that's not good for my family. The fact that I can come home from work and be in a phenomenal mood, that I'm in a good mood in the morning, that no one in my household has to feel bad for me or worry about me. Because we've we've all been in those work situations, whether it's from a person at work, a situation at work, unknown factors at work that have caused you additional stress. And you should be able to see how that impacts the people around you that care about you. So thinking about what is success what does that look like? And I can tell you when I was younger, it was always job titles and bonuses and income and those things that like really don't matter to me now. Now it is all of those things that I want to be settled. I want to contribute. I want to be challenged. I want to be, you know, treated fairly and let loose, (laughs) which is not what everyone wants. Um, So finding that for yourself is good. But again, you have to just start to think about, am I, what am I missing? Is it maybe just a hobby? Is it something else to do? Is it a new skill I want to learn? And why do I want to learn it? But think about and focus on what you currently have, um, a desire to do, what you currently have a skill set for, whether you're at a mastery level or not. 
you know, think about your practical skills and not so much being talented and not so much anything other than, and especially not with like, could I do that for a living? Could I turn that into something? Because I have to tell you the massive amount of joy and really self-development that this podcast brings me, not one penny into my bank account. Like I, But I find the time for this every week. It's energizing every week. It's been healthy for me. It has been an amazing way to connect with people. I have met new It's done everything that I wanted it to do. Because I never set out to say, hey, I'm going to start this podcast and then, you know, we'll go to Bora Bora. Like that's, it was never about money. It's never been about money. And I don't know anyone who gets into the teaching profession for the fame and fortune. So that has never been the thing for me. Um, and I, that shifted somewhere. Um, I'd love to say middle age, but I, uh, ugh, that's hard for me to say. But I'd love to say that shifted somewhere around the time that I became less about myself and more about my family unit and my priorities shifted. And I used to use this example a lot when I taught marketing, talking about when you had primarily one person, you know, like my mom grew up with a mom who stayed home. And my grandmother's job was to spend time to save money to, you know, justify her being home. And, she, you know, the four or five grocery stores that she would go to, the way she would shop sales ads and coupons and make their own, you know, bread or whatever it was. I mean, you would invest time to save money. Well, fast forward with working households and everything else, we had the financial flexibility in a lot of ways that the retail world kind of made it one-stop shopping and online ordering where you can now spend a little bit of money to save time. So your priorities shift as you go through life generationally, those types of things, very important. But Really what it boils down to is if you're very set in your why, and I have been blessed to always be that way. I found it very early, um, uncovered it very early. But I think one thing I've learned about myself and why I'm passionate about this idea of this golden ticket and living in your truth and being very self-aware and self-confident is how much easier life is and how much more focus you can have. And I look at other people's journey, no judgment. There you had a different journey and a different place. But I think that's why I've always been very passionate about helping and mentoring and facilitating this way for people because it's a way out. It's a way to break whatever cycle they're in to get out and to think about these things. So this all sounds very cliche and very much like find your why and then you'll land on your purpose and then the unicorns will come and it'll be a thing and it'll be awesome and you should make a music video. I don't know. I just know that you cannot force these decisions and what you most likely really want to do is already inside yourself and you need to figure out how to get it out of there. And the first thing you have to do when you go through that process is stop thinking about or comparing yourself to other people. We talk about the, you know, uh, Brene Brown says all the time that comparison is the thief of joy. And this is no different. So you can't think about like, oh, I would love to do what Susie does, but I'll never be that talented. Or I'm not this enough or that enough. Or, you know, if I had all the money that Bob has, I could totally do blah, blah, blah. That No, we're not doing that. That is self-limiting. That is toxic. That is awful. Stop. You don't want to do that. 
You can look to other people, but I'm telling you the very best thing, the thing that's in this golden ticket that's been there since day one when I stood in that little poorly lit high school classroom is go out and talk to strangers. Don't talk to people who know you. Don't talk to people. Most of the people that we know have the same jobs as us or something similar, or they know you well enough. They're going to give you advice about you, not give you unfettered good advice about a career or the pros and cons of something or decision. So I think you have to go out and talk to total strangers. Good news is that's a thing now. We have ways of doing that. We didn't have that before. So you have a LinkedIn and you have social media, you have all these things. And I promise you, people love to help other people. We hate to talk about ourselves necessarily, but we'd love to share and we love to help other people. So if you are really truly thinking about trying to uncover something or figuring out how you would get started or figuring out what does that look like in the beginning? What does that look like in the middle? What does that look like at the end? What what are the trends? What's going to be going on in this industry or this, you know, particular job the next five years, especially, you know, with the pandemic kind of ebbing and flowing, like what's this going to look like? then this is the real time to investigate that and to reach out to people. So I think that you have to stop obsessing about this if it's bothering you. I think you have to trust the process of this whole thing. Be patient with yourself. You're going to have so many passions and so many touch points of this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I meant to Oh, look over here. I mean, when I started teaching high school, I thought that was going to be where I retired. I couldn't imagine anything better. And then I did that for a while. I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this anymore. So then I went to teach at the collegiate level and thought, oh, this is the best thing ever walking into an undergrad classroom every day. Like this is it for me. Well, now I'm in a whole different program and I've changed the world has changed, education, all the things around you are changing. So don't try and find like the ultimate passion. Again, if you're tapping into your why, if you're tapping into your skills and things that are already within you and you're just uncovering those things, then you will have the flexibility as all of this disruption and change that happens outside for you to figure out what's going to happen with that inside. So again, that's why I'm saying like some of these things you think about may just be a hobby. Chances are you are focused on trying to be successful and what that looks like. Again, doesn't have to be financial. It could be a lot of different things. But when it comes to success, I would remind you that success is not the key to happiness. Being happy is the key to success. If you love what you are doing, if you are doing what you were made to do, if you're doing what you should be doing, and you're tapped into your talents, your skills, your potential, your why, then you will be successful. I think that is probably the one big important thing I want to leave you with when we talk about these passions. And that is, these have to come from within you. You cannot compare them to other people and you can't try and fit into what the world is has going on. Now, we do have to honor the world, right? Because I have a lot of friends who have skills and passions and are meant to be doing things in the entertainment industry and in the event planning industry and in travel and hospital things that aren't going on right now. So what does that look like? 
what what else can they be doing? That's where you constantly have to be assessing, telling your story, you know, understanding what you bring to the table and then what other direction you can do that. Because I will say this is more of a conversation about passion and purpose and bigger picture, more cliche Pinterest boards than it is to those people out there who are struggling um, because there are no jobs. Like that's, uh, that's not your passion. (laughs) That's making a living. So making a living and living a life, two different things. And I realize you have to be making a living in order to have the luxury of thinking about your passion and those types of things. So no way do I need to belittle that. But I just can't help but think after 19 other conversations, as I sit here with conversation 20, I just go back to the fundamentals of this golden ticket concept. Understanding and knowing yourself, truly knowing yourself, shutting out the world, having good boundaries, listening, knowing, growing, honoring what it truly means to be you. And then accepting all of that, good, bad, and different for yourself, not in comparison, not by what people think, don't should all over yourself, just accepting that is who you are, accept your limitations, accept your gifts, accept your idiosyncrasies, accept all of it. And then go out. Maybe you need to go out and do research with other people to find out how you can start to apply these things. Maybe you need to go out and get part-time jobs or get hobbies or job shadow or have conversations, whatever it is to start to apply all of these things that are unique about you in a way that will give you the experience to get the confidence that this is who I am and this is what I'm meant to be doing. Because I can tell you for someone who gets to mentor, teach, train, laugh with, cry with, whatever it is, people that are in transition. And I've always found those people because I'm pretty much like a beacon because I'm pretty set in who I am. Those people find me, vice versa. To work with those people at different stages, ages, places is so rewarding. And it feels so good that you will find the time for that. You will find the energy for it. When you see it work, it makes sense. You start to develop an eye for it, an ear for it. You get a BS detector. All the things come. That is me living in my truth. That is me living out my passion. That is me getting to utilize my gifts every single day at multiple times. That is what I want for everyone. Wherever it is that you derive your joy, whatever it is that you feel like is your passion, that is what I want you to go out and live. So that is all I wanted to talk about today is the concept of finding your passion and what that looks like and a little more for you on the golden ticket because I'm not sure after 20 episodes that I've really driven home just how impactful this can be if you approach it the right way. And if you want to know what the right way is, you go back to episode one (laughs) and you look at the things that we have talked about. So in the spirit of that... I hope that if you have more of these questions or more hows or whys or, you know, what does that look like? Or let's talk to somebody who's done it, whatever it is that you would like to hear on these conversations that you will let me know. I appreciate your love and support and messages more than you know. I hear from people a lot um, who are just coming in 
starting to listen. And it feels like a long time ago to me, episode one. Of course, all of 2020 has felt like a decade, so (laughs) that would make sense. But it brings me incredible joy to hear from people. Because let's be honest, I think we've all, if you know me and you've been listening, you know that I could just sit here and talk into this microphone and spend my hour and a half or so every week uh, generating these conversations. And it brings me joy. But to know that I am like actually impacting people and that people are listening is equally if not a little bit more joyful than just the sound of my own voice. So I hope you have a great week. I hope this conversation was helpful. And please don't hesitate to get in touch. If you go to goldenticketprof.com, you can get a hold of me there. You can get a hold of me on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook group, Facebook page, and Twitter. I'm everywhere, everywhere you want to be. So have a really good week and get out there and tap into your passions.